Joel, nice nativity set. Thanks, Travis. I found it in the attic. It's got everything. Shepherds, angels, wise men, Mary, Joseph, baby Jesus? Yeah, looks good to me. Are you sure it's exactly the way the Bible says the Christmas story goes? Hmm, interesting question. Why would that be interesting? Because that's what we're talking about on this episode of Kids Corner. Let's listen in. Come on, Nate. I want to show you something. Sorry, I was just looking at the missionary board near the front door. Do you know all of those people? No, most of them became missionaries way before I was born. Follow me. Where are we going? Aren't we going to check out the set for the Christmas play? Sure, but I wanted to show you something even better before we check out the sanctuary. Better? Like what? The prop room! Whoa, look at all this stuff. Nice drum, sheep cutouts, a plug-in star. Is all of this for the Christmas play? Yeah, pretty much everything you see in this room. From the trumpets, to the shepherd staffs, to this brick of gold are all a part of it. Brick of gold? Shh, quiet! What? What is it? Get out of the table. I think someone's coming. So? Don't argue, just do it! Hey, why'd you turn off the light? Shh, scoot over. We may or may not be allowed to be in here. What? Shh. All right, I'll let Pastor know. Where do you want this box of bulletins, Tabitha? Over on the table should be fine, Lionel. We'll give them to the greeters when they get here on show night. Got it. So, what should... Huh. What is it? It's one of my portable radios. I don't remember lending one out to the church. That's odd. Yeah, I think I may have given one to Flora a couple days ago for the weekend, as I wasn't going to be home today. Oh. No, I, I meant this pile of gifts for the wise men. The frankincense and myrrh are still here. But where'd the gold go? You still have it? You're the one who handed it to me. Maybe it fell under the table. I'll check. Ah! <laughs> Hello. Ah, the mystery becomes clearer. What the blazes are you two doing in here? You nearly sent me into cardiac arrest. <sighs> it's my fault. Flora wanted to show me around. Here's your gold back. No, it's my fault. Nate just wanted to see behind the scenes and... I wanted to be cool. I see. Well, I suppose there doesn't seem to be anything broken. Are you all right, Tabitha? <sighs> I'm going to need a minute. Heart's still racing right now, not going to lie. How about we listen to a radio program then? Yeah, let's do that. And lastly, when Mary and Joseph leave Bethlehem to escape King Herod, the pyramids will slowly get lifted into place, like so. That's super cool. It's like they're appearing out of the distance. Yeah, I love how this whole set makes the story come to life. Just you wait until we get the actors in place. This will be an amazing Christmas pageant. The best one ever? That's always the goal. Lionel, would you go get the star from the storage room? I'd like to get that hung up so I can get an idea of what it will look like with the rest of the lighting. You got it. Yeah, once the star is hung up, then everything will look just like it did all that time ago. That's the beauty of having Mr. Jacobs helping with the play. He knows how to make it look exactly how the Bible says it was. Well, he does know the Bible, that's for sure. I don't know if he's got what it takes to make it look exactly the way the Bible said it did. And a lot of the things we have part of our set and other parts of the production aren't mentioned by the Bible at all. What? Like what? Take the pyramids. The Bible says that the Holy Family went to Egypt, but Egypt is a huge country with many places to stay, 
And not all of them have pyramids. They might have seen the pyramids, or maybe not. Okay, but all this stuff about Jesus being born in a stable is right. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with this part of the set. You mean besides the fact the Bible doesn't say anything about a stable in the Christmas story? Okay, hold it. It definitely says there was a stable. The innkeeper told them they could use his stable. There wasn't an innkeeper? (laughs) Not in the text. The Bible just says that they wrapped Jesus in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. But isn't a manger just another word for stable? No, it's a place where people put food for animals to eat. We usually call them feeding troughs. Okay, but you find those in stables. Sometimes, sure. And who knows, maybe Jesus was born in a stable. But the Bible doesn't tell us. Over the years, many people thought that's the way it was, and so it became part of the tradition. But to say it's what the Bible tells us wouldn't be true, and we shouldn't... Hey, Tabitha, I've got the star, but I don't trust the stepladder. Could you come hold it for me? Oh, of course. Be right back, kids. Wow, that's a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, it happens a lot when the grown-ups are trying to explain something. And that doesn't bother you? Oh, it does. But that's when I listen to another program on the radio. And that helps? One way to find out. What do you think, Tabitha? Is it where you want it? Yeah, I think it's centered now. I'll have to check on the other side of the sanctuary, but it looks good from here. I'll stand by with the ladder then. Find anything yet, Nate? No, not yet, Flora. It's hard to find things when you don't know what you're looking for. Yeah, I'm learning that myself. As much as I love seeing you kids studying the Bible for yourselves, is there anything I can help you find? Yeah, we might need your help, Mr. Jacobs. We're looking for things that we think are part of the Christmas story, but the Bible doesn't say. Yeah, Miss Tabitha told us about how we don't know if Mary, Jesus, and Joseph saw the pyramids when they went to Egypt, and that we don't know that Jesus was born in a stable, because the Bible doesn't say. Ah, yes. It's an interesting thing, Christian tradition. Tradition? You mean like Christmas trees and presents and stuff? Kind of, Flora. But this kind of tradition has more to do with the church than those examples. So what is tradition? It's stuff we do or think because it's, well, because it's just how we do it. That wasn't a very good explanation, was it? Nope. It was close, though. A lot of traditions are like that. Someone started doing something, and then everyone did the same thing over time, and that's just how we do things now. Sometimes the reasons people do things are lost to time, but I think for the stuff you're talking about, particularly for Christmas, a lot has to do with iconography. Oh boy, that's a big one. And what does that mean? (laughs) Iconography is when someone tries to explain an idea with a picture. You see, after Rome's rule ended, most people stopped learning the languages that the Bible was written in at the time. Because people still needed to know the Bible, the leaders of the church paid artists to make pictures of Bible stories and characters so anyone could get the idea of what the Bible said. So, kind of like those picture Bibles in the nursery. Exactly. But sometimes, things aren't easy to explain with pictures. How do you show someone has been chosen by God every time you see a picture of them? The artists use halos to show this. Is that where halos come from? Yep, it's all tradition. By using these pictures, the church was able to not only explain the Bible to people, but they also made a connection between the Bible and the countries it was being taught in. 
For instance, if you look at old paintings and art from Europe, you will see all sorts of European-style buildings and clothes, which were not what it was like in Bible times. Right. And you'll notice, too, when the Bible story is talking about someone coming from a long way away, like the wise men, you'll see them riding camels, which were really exotic for someone from Europe, but were everywhere in Israel at the time. But even though these are the common examples that we know in America, it doesn't mean that Europe was the only place to do this with the Bible. I've seen pictures from Asia and Africa that do the same thing, using their own symbols and art styles to explain the stories of the Bible to people in their own part of the world. That's pretty neat. Yeah, neat, I guess. Sorry to be a pain, Lionel, but can I interrupt and get you to move the star again? Maybe two inches that way? Sure. I'll be right back, kids. Yeah. Want to listen to the radio some more, Flora? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. There we go. It's all coming together. Thanks for your help, Lionel. Glad to be of service. And it looks like we finished just in time. Looks like your actors are starting to arrive. Ah, yes. The early birds are all pulling in. Well, kids, what do you think? Anything you see that's amiss? It looks good to me, Miss Tabitha. What about you, Flora? Hmm? Oh, it looks good. Yeah. I get the sense that you've been thinking about something we've been talking about. Anything we can help clear up for you? Yeah, maybe. I was just thinking about all this stuff that isn't in the Bible that we've been talking about. You know, traditions. Right. What about them? I thought I remembered someone saying something, maybe in church or Bible camp or whatever, that we shouldn't add stuff to the Bible that isn't there. Am I not remembering right? Oh, they may have been talking about Revelation 22, 18, and 19. Or Deuteronomy 4, 2. Yes, that too. I think context is important in those cases, though. Context? It means in order to understand what those verses are saying, we need to know what they're talking about. In this case, God's laws and prophecies. Even so, I think I agree that we shouldn't add or subtract from the Bible in any way, but I don't think that's what these traditions are doing. Then what are they doing? Well, for the most part, I think they're just doing what they were meant to do. Explain the Bible in a way that anyone can understand and recognize. Though the Bible doesn't say things like Mary rode a donkey to Bethlehem, that picture is understood by everyone. Not only that, but it reminds us of another time where the Bible talks about the king arriving on a donkey, a symbol of peace and humility. I hadn't made the connection to Palm Sunday, but you're right. It does echo that story. Okay, but what about the stuff that isn't in the Bible at all? Like the story of the drummer boy? Ah, yes. One of my favorite traditional characters. You're right, Nate. He's definitely not mentioned at all in the Bible. But the lesson he teaches is. Lesson? Yes, indeed. The humble gift of the drummer boy is the lesson Jesus taught in Mark 12. It's not the size of the gift that matters. It's when we give all we have to God that he is truly pleased. Jesus himself told stories called parables that, though they may have been true or been made up, he used them to explain God's word to people so that anyone who was listening could understand. I think that's the whole point of these Christmas traditions. The story happened just as the Bible says, but the tradition around it has helped people understand the story better for thousands of years. Does that help answer your question, Flora? Kind of. Not totally, though. What you're saying makes sense, but I think there might be a few traditions that make it more confusing. You're probably right. It's definitely worth thinking about at the very least. Yeah. Thanks for talking about it with me, though. 
I'll have to talk to my parents about it. Sounds like a wise decision. Speaking of wisdom, I hate to end this discussion, but I have wise men waiting at the gates and shepherds that need to be corralled. I need to get rehearsal started. Oh yeah, I need to get into my costume. Can I stay and watch? Sure. I'd better get back to the lighting. Uh, Nate, could you pass me the portable radio? I'm pretty sure Flora's not going to need it anymore this morning. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll turn it off for you, too. Thanks. <laughs>